Hello and welcome to The Witch Source. I'm Whitney and I am here with Courtney. Hello. And Phoenix Rose. Hello. And we are finishing up our Claire Senses series. Um, we're going to talk about um, a little bit. We're not going to dive too deep into it, but we wanted to talk about mediumship, remote viewing, and psycho and telekinesis. So hopefully we give you enough information to keep you interested. And then if you want to go further with it, you certainly can. <laughs> right. So we want to talk about mediumship because it actually, it, there's a lot of different levels to it, but it ties in all, it, it can tie in all of the clear senses. So a medium is, you know, somebody that, well, let me give you, let me just go with my definitions because you guys know I do my definitions. <laughs> right. So mediumship is a psychic ability to communicate with people who have passed on from their earthly body. Um, so that's kind of the, the definition of what mediumship is, but there's different ways that this can show up. So a medium can often use all of their different clairs that we talked about in our series to receive these, this information and these messages. Um, and what I find interesting is not only can they talk to people who have crossed over, but there's different forms of this. So for example, they could communicate with a ghost or a spirit that has not completely crossed over into the spirit world, or they can, talk to people who have completely crossed over and are now in soul form. Um, and then you can also have um, a considered form of mediumship would be talking to spirit guides, angelic forms, or other entities um, that maybe aren't necessarily a person that has walked the earth. <laughs> <clears throat> right. So there's that aspect too. But really people can connect with their, their spirit guides and can communicate with their spirit guides, you know, through practicing the different clairs, the, the, you know, the clairaudient, the clairvoyant, and you can get messages from your spirit guides. And then taking it a step further, I guess, would be, you know, taking that step into the mediumship process and actually communicating with, with people to relay messages from loved ones. So that being said, we'll dive into the fun stuff here. The the, the learning educational pieces that you guys know I like to do. So the mediumship can actually be broken down into three different types. So there's a physical, a mental, and a psychic medium. So if anybody can remember, we had a movement back in like the 1840s to 1820s called spiritualism. And this is really when the mediumship part, I think, got really, really popular because people were trying to connect with their loved ones from, you know, who had passed or, or died, especially from the world wars and stuff that were going on. And, and people really didn't know what happened to their loved ones. And they wanted to know and try to make a connection and find out. So that's really when mediumship kind of got popular. And then you had things like seances going on. Right. Where then they called in the dead. <laughs> right. There was right. Also there was also a lot of scamming going on at that same time as well. Of course. I mean, why not? 
<laughs> look at what goes on nowadays with all the scamming, the spiritual scamming and everything. That's Oh, yeah, exactly. So it's still happening today. I mean, there's still so many scammers out there. But the sad thing is, mediumship is real. You know, no, exactly. And, and the people that can do it and, you know, that are legit, you know, they really have to weed their way through all these scams and all these people that are, you know, making it really hard. And um, so, like, with the seances, have you, has anybody ever, okay, have any of y'all ever done a seance or had a seance? been a part of one no. <laughs> so I don't know if I to go to one. <laughs> oh, wait a minute a part of one go continue your story because what were you gonna say no go ahead what are we gonna what do you got well no I was gonna say I don't think I've ever been to one if I have you tell me oh <laughs> No, I don't think I've ever been to a le like a legit quote seance. Um, but you know, I think back in the day, you know, it would be this, you know, everybody gathers and you sit in this dark room by candlelight and you hold hands and then the the medium would start asking questions and um, then the, the spirit would communicate like through tapping or moving objects and things like that and. You know, I don't know. I, I've never experienced. Well, okay. No, I have actually talked to you. And okay, so I, let me take that back. Because I have communicated with with the spirit through like asking and having tap responses. Have you guys ever had that happen? No, no. But do you remember the story about the two sisters? And for the life of me, if one of you has has got a computer up, it was the two sisters way back when that they conducted the seances and the tapping on the walls and the knocking that they heard, they said later on was actually them like popping knuckles and stuff like that. Okay. I do know the two sisters from back when that spiritual movement was going on and they traveled around and that's how they made money right. was doing the seances. And it was, it was all like the knocking and, and that was their form of communication the table moving and shaking yeah. and <laughs> you know but it was one of these shows that i was watching i think it was mysteries at the museum you guys mm -hmm. are you familiar with that show on the history channel oh, love I, that. I remember them doing an episode they had something from that belonged to those sisters in one of these museums and they you know went and found out that in one of these houses that they were in, they had gotten these responses and these knocks um, and somebody had been murdered in the house supposedly and had been buried in the wall or something. Oh, wow. Like years later, they found the body in the wall. Oh, goodness. So, I mean, it kind of makes you wonder, okay, first off, I mean, when you pop your knuckles, how many times are you able to pop your knuckles? Not very Is often. It a, it's it's a one-time thing, right? right? So if you're sitting there doing a seance and you're trying to get these different responses and everything, you can't sit there, you know, and continue to pop these knuckles and, and to do that. Right. Um, Eventually you're going to run out of ways to keep making this stuff happen. Right. Especially if you're like holding hands. 
mm-hmm. you know, or something like that, you know. You, you only you got so many toes. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that almost, you don't want to say it discredits, you know, their reply to that, you know, they're, they're debunking themselves, but, you know, at at a certain point in time, you know, seances and mediumship fell out of favor. Right. So because of all the fraudulent stuff that was going on. Right. So, I mean, it, it really makes you question. It makes you wonder, was that the case for them? Right. Well, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, I can pop my ankle over and over again. You know, there's sometimes it'll just, it'll pop and I can get it to pop and pop and pop and pop. So maybe they had a joint on them that they knew how to twist just right. Or maybe there was something in their shoe. <laughs> well, right. That's true. Right. I, don't know. I just remember that mysteries at the museum or whatever, whatever that show is. I remember it left me kind of like, huh, you know, maybe, maybe they left that little bit of like, maybe this is legit there, you know, because of what they ended up finding after the fact. And I think if I remember correctly, it was all discovered like after they had, they were. Were they the only ones that went in there? Do what? Were they the only ones that went in there? Was Uh, there anybody before them that went into the house that may have been legit? And been like, oh, yeah, no, we've heard these stories and these stories. And these girls may have had intuition and was like, oh, well, you know, there's somebody in the walls or something. I don't know. I can't remember the whole story. I just remember, you know, on that episode that they were talking about how that's what they did for a living. They went around. That's how they made money. But then this this one particular place that they were in had all these responses of this is what had happened. And then years later when they were retired, they were old, they weren't traveling anymore. They didn't even want to talk about, you know, when they had done all that stuff, but then they found out there was truth to everything in that particular occasion where they were at. So it kind of just left it all. You get lucky once, huh? Well, I, I can add, you know, there are, you know, several famous people that, you know, religiously did, uh, attended seances. Um, one being, uh, was it Mary Todd Lincoln, uh, Abraham Lincoln's wife. Uh, she would regularly do seances because she loved him so much. She wanted to communicate with him again. Um, and then, you know, the other one being Harry Houdini's wife. Because he said if he was able to communicate, you know, after his death, that he would, that he would, uh, my son just walked in. (laughs) Um, So if he was able to communicate, he would communicate with her via seance. So uh, she never did hear from him. But she continued, you know, going to the seances to try and, you know, to give him the opportunity to communicate. That's pretty cool. Well, and so that is what would, I guess, be considered a physical medium as well as back then too, they would have this thing where the medium would go into this trance state and then they would exude a substance called ectoplasm from their body. And that is the material from which a spirit would use to manifest themselves in physical form. 
So, and a lot of that was proven very, very fraudulent as well. Um, they were finding out that these, you know, mediums were swallowing things like cheesecloth and, you know, different stuff ahead of time. And then basically throwing it up to try to make all this psychic phenomenon happen where supposedly the spirit would, you know, show itself mm -hmm. with the plasm. So they get the big bucks. <laughs> right, exactly. And so I don't, you know, I have, I don't know a whole lot about ectoplasm. I've never seen it, never experienced it. Don't know a whole lot about it. Not sure if it's a real thing or not, you know, and then you have the whole ectoplasm and Ghostbusters and it gets, you know, now, you know filmed. Let, and, you know. let me ask you a question. So I lived in a house in South Carolina, mm -hmm. we had purchased it knowing that someone had commi committed suicide in the house. Oh my, okay. Yeah, he had yeah. shot himself in the head. Mm. Um, and I mean, we had random things start happening in the house. It, it was crazy. The TV would turn on and off by itself. Um, but then out of one of the vents, an a red substance started oozing out. So, Oh my. Is that ectoplasm? I don't know. Maybe. Right. We didn't live there long. I think we lived there about a year before, you know, we decided, I mean, it wasn't anything to do with the house that made us leave. Um, but. I mean, that would have been enough for me. <laughs> well, I will say that after we left, the TV never acted up again. <laughs> so, there is that. I'm like, would everybody see the red plasma or the red stuff? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh wow. So yeah. maybe he was just really good at making a stain. Was that where his stain was? No, it was in the other. It was. I had uh, two living rooms in that house, and that it was in the first living room that uh, he committed suicide, and it was in the adjacent living area living room that where it was where it happened did i ever come go to that house i don't remember any of this it's the one in chester oh okay maybe i was there once i think i did go there once i must have not known the story <laughs> um yeah it wasn't something that we uh the whole reason i found out somebody had died was i was in the process of you know going to buy this house and a lady i worked with said oh well, my daughter and well, my daughter-in-law's father, uh, or oh my, my son-in-law, father. So somebody that knew somebody. Yeah. They didn't tell you ahead of time. My goodness. The realtor didn't tell me ahead of time. I Where's found out through a coworker, and then went to the person who was trying to sell me the house. And I'm like, um, "Did you know someone committed suicide?" He's like, "Well, yeah, that's but that's part of your due diligence." Oh um, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right, you guys. So if you're out there and you're looking to buy a house, do your research. I think apparently there are also a lot of states they have to disclose it in. Maybe you lived in one that didn't. Well, that's what I was thinking that it was something that had to be disclosed, but apparently. Like within, if there's like a death or something that happens in the house within like the last three or five years or something they're supposed to tell you well they were gonna let that one slip by 
Wow. An extra bit of information, <laughs> an extra tip for you guys out there. <laughs> you buy the house, check it all I'm out. Too much trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> so another type of mediumship is um, automatic writing. So, and that's where um, you are essentially channeling a spirit, and then you allow them to write through you. Um, and this was a big thing back then as well, the automatic writing. And there were some pretty cool things that came out of this because sometimes these people would write in different languages that they didn't even know. Well, that, mean, that right there would show me proof that it was real, especially if their handwriting changes, if the way they write changes, the you know the way they speak a different language, definitely. Right, because another one is um, direct voice, where they would let the person come in and speak through them and the person's, you know, voice. And sometimes they would say even the, the look of their physical face would change um, to match the person who had passed. But their voice and, um, you know, accent, language, all of that would change. And this person had, you know, did not know this language that they were now suddenly speaking. Right. So, yeah, Channeling is pretty awesome if you if you're able to do it it's something you got to be careful with but it's pretty exactly. neat for the person receiving it right so um, you, you talking about that remi reminded reminds me of um was, was it ed casey was that his name uh you remember i think not grandpa bob was talking about he was interested in him at one time but he was the man that would um go to sleep or you know uh go into a trance-like state and he would talk and people would know, they would write everything that he had that he would say while in mm -hmm. that you know what i'm talking about don't you i think i do and i think i think I mean, that's part that that is another thing of like somebody going into a trance like state. And then um, I mean, so that's another one we're going to touch on. And that's kind of a little bit of um, a little bit different from channeling where you let some you're talking or communicating or let a spirit kind of move through you. But you are still in your being. Um, right. Another type is trans mediumship where you actually move out of your own body and allow this spirit or entity to enter in your place and do things. And a lot of times I think that is done, or at least in this setting and how they were doing it then, um, was done in a trance-like state. So I could see having somebody there to yeah, record whatever was said or done and, and all that. But as far as that, I, I don't know exactly if who you're talking about maybe but i know there's it's out there it, it was it was recently within you know the past hundred years or what have you that this guy would do that and I, so I, I don't have access to my computer at the moment because i got a grandbaby sleeping <laughs> he's in the back room um but uh yeah he he was a really and he did uh predictions kind of like uh no 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 or no uh, shoot, who am I thinking of? The end of the world predictions kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Edgar Casey 
Edgar Casey, not Edward. Um, Edgar. Thank you. Yes, Edgar Casey, the American clairvoyant. Yeah. Yes. Uh, who claimed to channel from his higher self while asleep? Yes. Yay! I got it right. Yes. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I was ninety percent accurate. <laughs> um, so I think that as far as like the channeling and the transmediumship, you have to be so careful with that. Oh, and then another one, of course, is the Ouija board, which became very popular and can be used as a form of quote mediumship to communicate with spirits and is also technically a form of channeling because the spirit is moving through you to move the planchette with your hands. So you want to be really, really careful when you're doing this stuff because you can open yourself up to, you know, lower astral entities and it can get very, very dangerous. So it's not something that we advocate playing around with by any means. You definitely want to make sure that you have your psychic defenses up and that you'd have some education studying and know what you are doing. I swear, you take the fun out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> okay, so you guys, we are on here doing this podcast and we can all see each other while we're talking. And uh, my sister's son is on here being goofy and making funny faces in the camera. And we're trying to record a podcast. So I guess I'm not fun because I'm not laughing. <laughs> I was not even talking about that. I was talking I don't know about what you're talking about, but I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Are you talking about taking the fun out and not just like, hey, go pull out the Ouija board and have some yes. fun? <laughs> exactly. That's no, what I was talking about. Come <laughs> on, go right down to my local Walmart and get me one for $14.99 and have some fun. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, you don't guys, do it. No. <laughs> Do you remember that used to be the thing uh, when we lived in Nebraska? People would go to uh, Hannah's grave and do a Ouija board on top of her grave. Oh, my gosh. I never did that. I never did that. I, I never I found it. We could never find it. So there was a, it was a legend about Hannah's grave. I don't think she had a grave. I thought she threw herself, committed suicide, threw herself into the river. Man, there are so many stories. On, on so, that, I mean, so many no grave to go do this quote Ouija board seance ad. <laughs> there wasn't, there is an actual grave. Indian Steve posted a picture, and okay, I'm sorry, guys. Oh. I call him Indian Steve. I know that yes. there are some people that you know, but that's what he calls himself. <laughs> yes, that's it's that's he's that's what he goes by. I mean, that's just it's, you know. But anyway, so yeah, I yes. didn't know that he had done that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he posted a picture of uh, Hannah's grave. Now, Dad was saying that they've actually blocked off the road to get there. Because um, it, it was a very popular site that people would go to and or, or try to find. Leave a comment if you want to hear more about Hannah's grave. Yeah, we we have awesome stories about it. Several awesome stories. Yeah, we do. But no, okay, so you guys, I'm sure there's so many people out there who've had some crazy experiences with Ouija boards. And so, yeah. I really would say, please be careful. 
So you want to share? When I was in sixth grade, um, it was when we were living in the apartments in Pineville. Um, a girl that I went to school with, her dad was at work one evening. Oh, and, and so we decided it would be great fun to play the Ouija board. Oh, now, I completely thought, you know, eh, whatever, you know, just totally move on the thing, you know. Um, and I was completely, you know, at ease, you know, not concerned, you know, this is stupid. Um, until she went and got a kitchen knife and chased me with it. What? I have, right. <laughs> um, I went and locked myself in a room because this bitch went crazy. She started chasing me with a kitchen knife? Yep. She completely flipped her shit, chased me with a kitchen knife. I ran into the other, you know, into a room, locked myself in there, and I refused to leave. I think I didn't come out until her dad got home. And, and I'm like, fine. yep. So I'm like over here, like this, and, I, and I'm still willing to say that, you know, no, she was complete just bullshitting. But at the same time, why are you going to go do that? You think she was just trying to scare you? I think so. I think so. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. that's a little over the top. Just a little so, bit. Yeah. The only other time I've done anything was uh, when I was with you. Okay. So <laughs> I was like, nay, nay. Rose, do you have any Ouija board experiences? Oh, no. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I've got one. We played with one um, that was apparently haunted, and it's oh. like it terrorized this family, and there was a demon connected to it, and blah, 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 and, you know, all that fun stuff that goes with playing with Ouija boards. <laughs> well, tell us more. What happened? And, we were followed by an entity for a couple of blocks and you know we were all young and kids we were a group of us so i mean if we really seen what we've seen god only knows it could have been you know like we were really fucking with each other and just feeding into each other's fears over the whole thing right but right. i mean it was a fun experience <laughs> and, and mass <laughs> was scary, but very fun you know Mass hysteria is a real thing. You you can totally, you know, in a group of people, even just a group of two. Oh, um, you can work with somebody's head hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you all you have to do is be like, oh, my God, did you just see that? Right. Did you just see that? Like, really? Did you just, like, look, look. Oh, my God. Look, it's moving. And then all right. of a sudden, like, oh, my God. You know, and then you've got, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ah. Panic. You know, screaming right. and, you know. That's why I say Ouija boards are fun. Like, if you don't, like, really, I mean, if you're going to go out there and you're going to get on YouTube and you're going to go down the Ouija board hole, you're going to find scam after scam after scam after scam. You're going to find Zozo here and Zuzu there and Mika Makawuu over here and, you know, Jack Be Nimble here. And, oh, my God, watch out for this scary one that, oh, its name is Bob. You know, but really just have some fun with it if you really want to. If you're in a safe place and, you know, you want to follow the right rules and you go in with your own beliefs, because whatever right. you believe is what you're going to experience. And, you know, they've had scientific reports done on this that it's actually, you know, most 90% of the time 
it's you doing it subconsciously. Right. You're moving the planchette yourself, fucking with yourself. So why not? Right. Well, fuck with yourself a little. <laughs> <laughs> so in all serious note, though, like despite all the, the seances and the ectoplasm and the knockings and the frauds and mediumship really is a real thing. So um, there is the psychic medium. I love the psychic medium. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited for the psychic medium. They rock. <laughs> I love the dark and the spooky. <laughs> so the psychic medium um, has the psychic piece along with the mediumship. So they're using their clairs, but they're also using their knowing and they're getting lots of real information that can be validated. And these are your real deal um, psychic. So, and mediums. So, while we are laughing and joking and kind of picking fun at some of the, some of the stuff, it still can be legit, you know, as, you know, despite all the fraud, there is still, it, there's still very much truth and realness to it. Um, are you thinking Mary Beth? Oh, there are some really good psychics out there for sure. Uh, yeah. I love Amy. So have you guys, um, Rosa, you have any, uh, experience with some psychics that you want to talk about medium oh i haven't had any really <laughs> i mean i'm a big fan of well i'm going to say it the dead files i love the dead files amy is my absolute favorite i love the way she walks in and she just owns that house and does what a lot of psychic mediums can't do and she sits down at the table and she's like there's a sensitive in this house and there's this and there's that. And you know, this is why you're being haunted like this. And I mean, she rocks. I mean, she is dove so deep into her craft that it's amazing. And in my own personal opinion, I believe she's a witch, but because there's always tar water and this little juju and that juju. And she calls in and she's like, hey, you need a male witch or you need a female witch or you need a hoodoo priestess or, you know, she's all into it. And I just absolutely love her. <laughs> so The Dead Files, you guys, it's a show you should uh, probably check out because it's it's really interesting. It's really cool because um, they go into these places that are haunted and um, Amy is the psychic medium. She goes in separate and does her piece, gathers her information, does her um, investigation, if you want to call it that. But then they have, uh, it's a detective, right? The retired detective, yeah. And I think he, he was goes, a homicide detective. He goes in separately, completely separate, different time, you know, different day, everything, and does his own investigation from the detective standpoint. And then at the end, they review notes and it's, uh, it, it gets really, it's really interesting. It really is a good show. And I, it's probably a, a good one to, if you're interested in kind of seeing how that works in action. That was probably a good, a good show to, to check out. Um, but definitely there are some real mediums out there. If that's something that you're interested in, go check it out. They do get, that direct knowing they get the information they connect. Um, and a lot of times they'll get their information through their clairs. So if it's something that you're interested in, you know, exploring more about, then we highly advocate working on developing the clairs as we've talked about practicing the exercises and just 
getting better and stronger at those abilities and seeing where it takes you because it's, it's a real thing. But we do also want you to protect yourself. Um, right. Going to do very protective things. So very important. <laughs> yes, very, very, very important. You know, and and we talked about protection several times. Um, I think on the podcast as far as you know, making sure that you're you know grounding, you're connecting, you're making sure you're putting up those psychic defenses, and you're calling in love and light, and you're you know blocking anything that is not something you want to play with or allow into your space that they do not come in. <laughs> right. All right, you guys. Well, so you carried an entity home one time. Yes. And we, and yeah, we have talked about that. I think a couple of uh, times on here of, yeah, you can get tangled up and wrangled up with some pretty nasty stuff. So you definitely want to be careful um, and then make sure, you know, if you need help getting rid of something, you get some help getting rid of something because, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to leave those things lingering. It's really nothing to play around with. I know sometimes people think it's cool to have a ghost hanging around or have a, a spirit hanging around or, you know, a, a sometimes you don't even know what it is. But for some people, for some reason, some people are fascinated with having this thing in their house. But what they don't realize is this thing is sucking your energy and it can really be very harmful and disruptive to you, your space, your family, your home. And um, it, it's really not something that you want to just allow to hang around. I mean, you know, if you know who or what it is, if you have a loved one that comes and visits from time to time, you know, that's one thing, but allowing something to, to remain can really have a big effect on your life, your energy, and eventually your health, um, mental and physical. Well, I guess oh, definitely. If you've got something in your house that's sucking you dry and making you sick, definitely find a way to get rid of it. But there's just some of them that just want to be acknowledged. They're like, hey, this is my house. You know, they're not sucking your energy out of you. They're not harming you in any way. They're knocking your shit over to be like, hey, whoa, I'm here. And if you can make that connection, sometimes you can live in a house with a ghost happily and they won't touch a shit again. Like, hey, I'm gonna paint this room pink. All right, George. Like, you all right with that, Barb? You got it. All right, here we go. You don't like it? What color do you want? <laughs> and I guess that's another thing too. Like sometimes um, these spirits don't want to cross over, you know. And then sometimes there are spirits that are stuck and they need help crossing over. Right. And there's some spirits that don't even know that they're not alive. So they don't even right. know there's a choice. So it, I don't think it would hurt to, if you, if there's something there, you know, maybe try to contact somebody that can communicate and find out, you know, is this thing stuck? Does it want to move on? Does it even realize, you know, does this soul even realize that it has died and it doesn't even know that maybe it can go to the light and cross over and be with their loved ones and move on. So, you know, if there's something going on, I definitely think it would be a good idea to try to find somebody that can communicate and help and, you know, even give the spirit a choice on if it wants to be there or not. Right. Also with the trans mediumship, you guys, you want to be really, really careful because, um, you know, I, there, there is a belief that there is a link between somebody who unknowingly has allowed this trans mediumship, um, 
process where you kind of let these entities in your being, um, there's a link between that and some mental health. Um, there's a belief out there that that those are linked. And, you know, that's like sometimes people with mental health issues, you'll see somebody really having a very in-depth conversation with somebody. And it's a, a legit conversation. And, you know, you're maybe only hearing one side of it, but they're really, they're talking to somebody or something. Um, it, and to them, it's very, very real. And it's, I fully believe it's entirely possible that they have opened themselves up and let a spirit or different multiple spirits in unknowingly, maybe even unwillingly. And this is where they've ended up. So that's why we say you really, really want to be very careful with this stuff. Um, it's and not that, fun to play around. The, yeah. That's on the lines of a possession, right? Not having your protection up and whatnot. So we definitely want you to be careful, have some fun, but be safe. Right. <laughs> Stay protected. Yes. And even the best protection can't always protect you completely. So just be really cautious. Yeah. Make good choices. <laughs> All right. So up next, we were going to talk about remote viewing. So this is a, another um, psychic ability. Um so remote viewing, oh, sorry, you guys, got my definition in here. Remote viewing is a form, is a psychic ability which one can view a person, place, or thing using the mind's eye without actually leaving the body. So I'm sure you guys are, have heard of this before. Um, but basically it's, you are able to see different places, people, things, events while um, you're, you're in a different area. So I think the most popular and well-known types of this um, were used back during, um, well, Rose, what do you have on it? Cause I feel like you had some, you had some information on this. Did you want to talk about? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no notes here. Um, <laughs> let's see. It was, I believe, the Russians that had this capability in a in a war. Okay, yeah. And then one a Russian deflected and came over here to the United States because the United States was like, how in the hell are these Russians getting all of our plans? Like, how are they seeing these things? We're not sharing it with anybody. Right. And so this guy is like, ta-da, this is how we're doing it. And so they, he started to train the government how to do remote or controlled remote viewing. Now, I have a lot of respect for this gift. So this is like a very passionate like subject for me, even though I haven't dove a lot into it. It's I was telling Whitney the other day, it's like, I don't know, maybe I was a um, controlled remote viewer in my past life. And I just like, this has got to be respected. <laughs> but like... It's amazing what you can do with this because they were going in and basically spying on what the government was wanting to do, like what their next attack was and so on and so forth. So there was a program formed from that that now you can learn, which is controlled remote viewing. But 
it's it's amazing how it was developed and how the government actually used it and how it was scientifically looked into and all so of this. So if you guys want to look up some more on it, the U.S. Army had the project called Stargate. Yep. So if you want to go look it up on the remote viewing that the military, that they they did and, you know, the research development and the, the program, um, it was actually a pretty big deal for quite some time that they were really practicing and working and using this, um, you know, and using these these psychics and, and, you know, training these, working with training on this controlled remote viewing to be able to, to coordinate and find things and using GPS coordinates. And they got really very technical um, with it. And it's, it's really very fascinating as far as what, you know, they can do with it now. Um, yeah. It's still, I don't, I don't know <laughs> for certain if it is still in use in the military or not. Um, I don't know that anybody would know for certain uh, unless you're actually in it, but you know, there, they still do use remote viewing um, in other ways now to, you know, find and help locate things like um what what, like lost kids and oh yes you can it's used to find lost loved ones um lost children um i took one of those free master classes and one of the stories that she had told is that her and her controlled remote viewing group sat down and helped this archaeologist that had been looking for these um artifacts and stuff like that for probably i want to say close to 20 years and they sat down for a week and was able to tell them, tell him ex the exact coordinates, what the box was going to look like, what was going to be in it. They um, identified every artifact that was in there. And this man went out to the coordinates and dove down and dug it up and found exactly what they seen, how they seen it. And so it's just because you can do it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Go get some training. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So if it's something you guys want to look into, we didn't want to get too deep into it, but just wanted to mention it as one of the psychic abilities that, you know, is something that you can explore. Um, there are some schools actually that you can go check out um, if you're interested. So I'll give you a, a, a head start here off. You guys are wanting to look it up. There's Psychic Horizons in San Francisco, uh, Southern California Psychic Institute, uh, Intuitive Insights School of Clairvoyance in San Diego. Um, there's a Clairvoyant Center of Chicago and Envision School for Psychics. So if you guys want to check out any of those, if it's something that you're interested in and want to explore more into, or if you've had, you feel like you're, you're ready for that next step in your uh, psychic clairvoyant and, you know, clairs and all that, and you want to take it to the next level, that's definitely something you guys can check out. Um, but yeah, I mean, essentially you're, you're able to, to see things in different locations and, but you're not leaving yourself necessarily. So, I mean, as far as like, it's similar to astral travel, but where with an astral travel, you're actually, you know, leaving your body and saying through, through a cord and going to see things with remote viewing, you're not leaving yourself. You're you're using your psychic abilities and your clairs to actually see this stuff without leaving the body. So that would be the difference there. So um, it really has a lot more emphasis on 
that psychic piece and, and your gifts. So I think the last thing we want to touch on. Oh, go ahead. I, say, um, I can control. I can remote view. I wish I can control remote view, but <laughs> it's like if I would have had the training that day when I got that reading and I told you, oh, what pretty crystals. Mm -hmm. And we finally figured out what it was. I mean, if I had proper training and I knew what I was doing, I would have knew exactly what it was that I was looking at instead of just that tiny little piece. And, and that's why I say the training is so important. Yeah. It really takes it to the next level. Yeah. Because then you put everything together and instead let's say you're looking for a, a dog and it's like the, you know, the psychic that can say, Oh, I can remote view. They're like, Oh, they're under a bridge somewhere. And somebody who's actually trained can be like, Oh, well, they're under this structure. They're by this. I can hear this. I can see this. I can smell this. You know, there's a truck parked over here and boom, the dog's found. Right. That's right. You know a lot more. Yeah. And useful information that can actually get you to where you need to be to find what needs to be found. Right. All right, you guys. So the last thing we wanted to kind of touch on on the, the psychic fun stuff here is uh, telekinesis and psychokinesis. So what are the differences? Oh, boy. Well. First off, are you, have any of you, either of you ever used this or have this or are able to, to, to do anything with it? Not to my knowledge. Um, I mean, but give us the definitions. Maybe. I want it so bad. I want to move things with my mind. I want to light a candle on fire without having to put a flame to it. I want it. Every witch wants that. You see it I in the, in the spoon. movies. So, okay. So here's, here's the definitions that I have come up with. So telekinesis is a psychic ability in which one can move or alter objects with the power of their thought, emotion, or other energies through non-physical means. So essentially... You can move stuff. You know, unfortunately, you know, you could be all mad and stuff and shit will start flying around in your house and you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm haunted. No, it's actually you, baby. <laughs> right. And that is a, a good example more of the, the psychokinesis, which is the ability to move something in an environment or affect an environment without physically being present to do so. So the difference being telekinesis, you're moving stuff with your mind. Psychokinesis is you're moving stuff psychically through the emotion and the energy more so than just moving it mentally with your mind. So, and that is where you end up with, yes, like Rose is talking about the poltergeist activity. Right. So, go ahead. I was, it, you, you see it, you know, all the time, you know, think uh, Matilda, you know, she gets angry you know, because she's getting yelled at all the time. And then, you know, all of a sudden, oh, she, she, she moves something and continues practicing and practicing until, you know, she's making things float in the air. I mean, I don't know how I necessarily feel about that because I think that if it was something 
if more people could do it, it and if you could do it on a you know a larger scale that it would have been documented you know there would be you know recordings of it where people would be like no look this legit happened so you're you're going with the scientific logical mind of i'm not sure that's legit i i mean i can't help i mean okay so i i have been to mediums they have said things about family members that they had absolutely no way of knowing. I, I have seen and, and other things, you know, it's there, you know, the proof, the evidence is there. But on this one, you know, give me something, man. <laughs> Make me a believer. I want to believe. But, I mean, the analytical side of my mind makes it difficult. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I like to think it would be really awesome and really cool to be able to do it. And I do have, you know, I have found some exercises if people want to try to practice um, to see if it's something that they can, can do. Definitely can try it out. I don't, I don't know. The verdict, I'm still out. Jury's out. Right. I was going to say, there's a man that can bend spoons. See, but I've also seen where that's been debunked. I've, I've seen, you know, where, where they have actually debunked, you know, the spoon bending because, um, kind of like, um, I haven't seen either one of those, so I can't say one way or the other. So it's kind of like when you're working with wires, you know, you bend it so much it heats up and then it'll break, you know, and, and you didn't have to use anything to do that. Well, if what, you, if this, what if the person is actually altering the elements within the spoon to heat them up, then that's what's causing it to bend. Okay, well, well, there's a guy in Las Vegas, Penn and Teller. Mm -hmm. I think it was Penn. He could do it. He used to do it on live TV back in the 90s. And there was reports of people at home going to get a spoon out of their drawer and there would be spoons bent in their drawers. Then oh, no there was there's a group of entertainers that live there in Las Vegas. This one guy, it was his birthday. He invited the, the spoon vendor over. And the, the, one of the guests there was like, hey, bend this spoon, bend this spoon. So he bent the spoon and he got out of hand and he bent like three or four of them. But unfortunately, because of what he was doing, he bent a bunch more, not meaning to. Oh, my. So he's sitting there on, I hate to say it, but he's sitting there on Judge Jerry getting sued by his friend because he bent his expensive hotel spoons that he's been collecting for years. And the guy took a regular spoon, gave it to Jerry, Judge Jerry, gave it to his bailiff, everything. And the man stood there and he said that he's going to get it's you. You gather the most energy and push it through with the least resistance, with the least force. So he's sitting there and the camera is on him. There's no trick. There's no heating up. The spoon wasn't handed to him from some secret department. Right. He didn't have some warmer somewhere that it was just laying there on the counter. 
and he put it in his hand and he goes, you know, and he's pushing the energy and the fucking spoon bent. And he kept doing it and it kept curling up and it kept bending. I mean, Judge Jerry had it in his hand. He was bending it and he was, you know, like seeing if it would bend. So it's not like the guy was just like, you know, bending it with his hand or that little bit of heat from his hand was like made the spoon bend. I mean. <laughs> what did the judge say? They were quite impressed. <laughs> and well, even George Gary was like, oh, yeah, I remember that from when he was doing that back on TV because he was a Las Vegas act. And he would do that as one of his acts. He would bend a spoon with his mind. And so he stopped doing it. So now this guy come in and he's the new spoon bender. That's crazy. So did the judge make him pay though? I, I gotta know. Um, he didn't get as much as um, he wanted, but he did have to pay for the spoons. <laughs> he's like, well, these are not the same spoons. No, wait, he threw the case out. He threw the case out because the guy didn't bring in the right quotes because he was like, these are not the same spoons as the ones that you were bit that got bent. So I can't make a, cons a, com a comparison on them. So I have to throw your case out. Oh, good. Good. Okay. Cause I was about to say, if that judge was impressed, I would be totally throwing the, that case out. I <laughs> would be like, if, if I was to see, if I was a judge and I'm sitting there and I'm seeing this happening, I would be like, okay, you know what? For one, you asked for this. <laughs> And two, this is so cool. No, this is this is getting dismissed. Like, and you knew he gets out of hand, and that's what he does. I mean, and that was the whole purpose of the night was it was this guy's birthday, and he got all of these magicians and all of these people together, and they were all showing off their gifts. So he was like, "That's his." So he bent some spoons and got in trouble. <laughs> Crazy. Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> I mean, I think it's totally awesome, and. Now moving things, I'm with Courtney with, with, with you know, things? with actually like moving things, like making a book float off the counter or something like that. You know, I've never seen that, but I've seen right. somebody in the spoon. <laughs> I, I, I would love it. to. I would love to believe it, but show me proof, man. And you see, I think that ability, because we're. I don't know. I don't want to say de evolved, but because we're just not in touch with that anymore, that right. ability is probably what manifests in a lot of hauntings because a lot of these times you can do this and you can actually create an entity and an entity that becomes something of its own that can, that has its own emotions, its own feelings, its own drive. It's not like your normal poltergeist that like, goes after the person it was created for this person this one will just do what it wants to do and so yeah like an out of control golem yeah yes actually no, exactly it, it's created from your own excess supercharged you know typically overly emotional you know energy that has to go somewhere or into something or it creates something. And this is what it ends up manifesting as is, is this, this entity and this um, poltergeist information uh, activity. And um, it's, it's not actually a, 
a quote haunting. <laughs> yeah, it's you're doing it yourself. Right. So pretty cool. I mean, I think it's it's a fascinating subject. It's super, super interesting. What I found as far as the people want to try to, you know, practice with trying to to get in touch with the energy or move things. Um, so you take a piece of black construction paper and you get a piece of chalk and you draw a circle in the middle of the black construction paper with the chalk. Then you get some flour and you put some flour inside of the salt or the chalk circle. And then you do, you work with and you focus on getting in touch with that energy and moving and manipulating the energy and aligning yourself with the, the energy of the flower to move it. And, you know, by having it on that black construction paper inside the, um, the chalk circle, you're able to tell if you're actually moving anything or not, but being that it's flower, it's going to be lightweight. So it's going to be super fine should, you know, one of the easiest things that you should be able to move if you want to try to start practicing moving stuff around. And just remember uh, not to blow on it. Oh, right, I did right. it. Oh, 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 I did it. <laughs> no, you breathed a little too hard through your nose that time. <laughs> An exhale in frustration and all of a sudden you have powers. <laughs> Look, it, it formed a heart. <laughs> exactly. So uh, another thing that you might want to try to move would be a feather. You know, definitely start with light stuff if you want to try to practice because it's all about the energy. I mean, essentially that's what you're trying to do. You've got to, you've got to get in touch with the energy, the energy of the object that you're trying to move or trying to, you know, like the guy was saying that you were talking about with the spoon, like trying to push the energy, manipulate and move the energy with as much or, you know, without, with the least amount of resistance as possible, but you've really got to figure out the energy piece. And that's what it's all about. You've got to believe that too. <laughs> that definitely helps. You've got to believe. <laughs> it's the most important part. If you don't believe you're not going to be able to do nothing. <laughs> exactly. You have to believe it's possible. And you have to believe it's possible. <laughs> you've got to believe. <laughs> So I definitely think it's interesting. Uh, I would love to hear any of your uh, stories out there. If anybody's got stories of, you know, they've been able to move stuff or they've had experiences um, or if you guys practice and you get some results, I would love to hear it. Um, you know, tell us about it. Uh, Come teach me how to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to try really got to believe <laughs> hey and if you get it to work you know i mean if you do it once I'm going to Vegas, baby. yeah you should be able to do it again video that crap <laughs> give us proof. i'm going to vegas baby <laughs> catch my act <laughs> i learned how to move flower <laughs> hey i would be happy with that Oh, I would you know, be too. <laughs> I would be so excited. Like if I knew I legit did not breathe on it to move it and it started moving, I would be thrilled. I would be like, heck yes, I'm taking this to the next level. What else can I do? <laughs> but, you know, also the scientist in me, you know, the, the analytical side of me is also saying, hey, make sure you don't have fans blowing, open doors, windows, really hey, control your on. environment. 
Right, right. You want and, you know, maybe this isn't one of those things that everybody can do. And that's entirely possible. I mean, you know, I think it's 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 all about you know if if you're if you got it or you don't, or if you're willing to put at least the effort in to try to have it or not. You know, that's that's a big part of it too. And like you said, the belief. Right. No, definitely. I mean, if you sit there and you try, and I guess if you exercise that muscle, if you're exercising the right one, um, right. <laughs> it will get stronger and maybe you will move the flower or the feather or the book will fly off and hit you in the middle of the forehead. I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah, again, please be careful. Make good choices. <laughs> <laughs> She's all love and light and I'm over here like, yeah, let's dance in the dark, baby. <laughs> I would just... Caution, you know, make sure all kitchen knives and things are, you know, very secure. She likes to put the fun out of everything. Well, I will say, you know, so somebody told my daughter that she would have the ability to move water. So you can entertain and get your children out of your hair for hours just by sitting there and saying, hey, you can move water. Sit there and just concentrate on this bowl of water and become the water. She sits there forever staring at this bowl of water, trying to get the water to move. Oh she goodness. hasn't done it yet, but I mean, she is not giving up. Is she at least seen ripples? <laughs> not a thing yet. She's oh. like, are, are you sure I have this ability? <laughs> yes, honey. Just, just keep working at it. You're going to be the best water bender ever. Right. <laughs> I mean, all I need is my son to be an air bender and, you know, um, I'm on my way. <laughs> right. <laughs> you need to become a, a fire bender, you know. <laughs> right. Since you your little fairy, maybe it can give you some pointers. <laughs> right. Oh, it's good times. Good times. <laughs> Well, actually, so I do, it's really funny because we were um, planning a trip as a family to Colorado and I kept looking at the weather going, no, that's too hot. The weather needs to come down some more. And we're like two, three weeks out. And I'm like, no, no, the weather needs to come down some. That That's just too warm. I don't want to be out there. And, you know, so then, you know, a couple of days later, I checked the weather for the week that we're going to be there. And, you know, the temperature came down a little bit and I'm like, no, that's still not enough. I'm going to need that temperature to come down a little bit more. I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, 60s, 70s while I'm there. That's going to make me comfortable. Well, then I, I go and I look a couple of days later. And sure enough, it is in the 60s and 70s while we're down there. And I'm like, ah. So I, you know, I know which, huh? So yeah. maybe maybe I am the airbender and I can get my son to be a firebender. And then oh, okay. All yeah. I need is a we went all avatar. <laughs> right. I'm I'm going full avatar over here. <laughs> right. No, I there's been a couple of times that like the forecast has said rain and I've called you up and I'm like, uh, I'm gonna need you to take care of this rain situation. I'm gonna need a sunny day this weekend. And you're like, okay, and then it happens. Well, except for the one time when you were like, hey, can you make this rain go away? And I'm like, okay. But then secretly on the inside, I was like, no, I'm totally enjoying this rain. I'm loving this weather. Sorry. 
<laughs> when it rains sometimes. <laughs> we all need a little rain in our life. <laughs> I do like a little gloom on occasion. I, I want to, I think I get, days are nice too. Um, you know, there, there's the seasonal uh, disorder. I, yeah. I think I have the opposite. I, I am not happy when it's sunny. I am, it's, I, I just come alive. Love it. So happy when it's doom and gloom outside. Give me a good hurricane, you know, or oh, yeah, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I live up here in New England, so we get wicked weird weather, so it's fun. <laughs> it's totally fun, you know. We're over here. Let's have a hurricane party. So what you're saying is I don't want to take you to the beach with me. <laughs> you know I despise the beach. I hate the sand. I hate the go. No, when when you're as white as I am, with absolutely zero ability to tan, the sun is not your friend. Yeah, no, you burn to a lobster. Within 15 minutes, I I am burnt. I like to moonbathe though. Oh, I should try that. <laughs> now, do you um, do it in the nude? <laughs> One time. Oh, just one time. You need to make yourself a little thin area. You need to make yourself a little fenced-in area with like six, seven-foot high fences that you can go in on and just strip all your clothes off and get some, plant yourself some really nice, soft, lush, yummy grass and just go out there and have your moon ritual and moon bathe in the noon. Um, <laughs> That's the entire reason I brought I bought my property is because you cannot see any houses around me. Uh, you can't see my house from the road. And I was going to install an outdoor shower because why not? Because <laughs> why not? Why no, not? I do like that idea, though, of that little uh, yeah ritual area there. I'm digging that. Sounds good to me. Well, that way you don't scare your poor kids. Look <laughs> at mom's like shaking her titties in the what? fucking moonlight. Yeah. Come on, Hecate. <laughs> Man. Recharge me. My kids. Yeah, that's why we're scared some kids off from being a witch. <laughs> right. I'm over here just happy my kids have decided they like wearing clothes because they used to be little nudists, man. They used to come home from school. They'd strip down to their skivvies. We called them the skivvy squad. It's like, is it that hard keeping clothes on all day? <laughs> Lord help. I struggle with that myself, too. <laughs> right. But not going to lie, you know, after the kids are in bed, you know, husband and I go swimming. It's nice. Neighbors can't see you. You strip down outside before you walk in the house. There you go. It's nice. <laughs> All right, you guys. I think we have had plenty of fun for this evening <laughs> with lots of fun detours. Uh, now I'm thinking about some moon bathing coming up on the next full moon. Sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> be an area. Right. I do have neighbors. You They're do have close, And they can't really see all that well, especially on one side of the house. There's a whole tree line, but still. I do have neighbors. <laughs> well, if you ever need an <laughs> area, my husband goes to bed at 10 o'clock. So come on over and backyard's yours. Make yourself a privacy box in the backyard. 
<laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you've had fun and uh, had a little, uh, a little bit of interest peak to go check out some more and discover some more uh, for yourself. But we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us. Um, we'd love to get emails and we've gotten some and we really appreciate them. And if you guys, oh, if you have questions, comments, please, please, please. Um, send us an email. So it's thewitchsource at gmail.com. And if you have not yet, please, we would love for you to uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, subscribe on YouTube. And uh, if you're on Facebook, we'd love to have you in the Facebook group, The Witch Source Society. It's the fun place to be. And if you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us at, if you're enjoying it, we would love it if you would leave us a great review and share, 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 you guys. We really appreciate that as well. Um, and if you leave us a good review, it helps other people find us as well. Um, but yeah. Yes, yes. We also have, uh, go check out the website, thewitchsource.com. We have got lots of magical goodies and supplies that you can uh, check out for sale. We also have readings available um, online. You can go check that out, get a private reading, uh, a double reading, an email reading. We've got lots of offerings, so make sure you check that out. Um, Oh, and what is our newest offering on our website? Oh, newest offerings. Okay, so I've got some uh, some tumbled stones posted up. Um, and this week, I'm going to get posted up. We have new uh, sprays. So if you guys have not, and it's actually one of our top sellers, is our Clear and Protect spray, which is awesome. You can use it in place of um, staging or, um, you know, if you can't sage or like if you're traveling, so we have a large size and small size. So if you're traveling and you want to clear out your hotel room, um, if you need a, uh, if you just spin around some nasty energy uh, during the day, you want to clear it out. Uh, if you're having people come over or, you know, you know, you can clear out anytime you need to just wish you had a top opportunity to sage and you can't get that done to get your house or yourself smudged and cleared. The spray is fabulous. You can also use it to clean your tools, your altar, uh, your cards between readings. Um, it's a really great product. But now I'm going to add this week, we have Clear, Protect, and Love, um, which has rose in it. So it's got a nice rosy smell and it's amazing, but it helps amp up and bring in that love energy um, to you and your space um, and self-love, which is also very important. And then we also have Clear, Protect, and Sleep. So this one's good. Um, it's got lavender in it. So uh, we've had several requests for our Clear and Protect Spare with Lavender. So now it's available. Um, and it's great to use between um, or before if you're going to do like dream work or if you're going to try some astral travel um, or, you know, if you're wanting to do divination work, it'd be good to use it before that. So lots of options. Um, but definitely if, if sleep, you know, if you're wanting to do some dream work, remember your dreams. Uh, night worker, if you're a night worker, be good for you as well to help clear and protect and get ready and amp up that that magical energy for that work. So, but yeah, right. Because you know, a, a lot of the podcasts, you know, they use Patreon. Well, we don't want to, you know, take money and not offer you guys anything. We we love our listeners. And, you know, we want you to definitely get something when you support us. And you can definitely help support us by, you know, purchasing, you know, your magi magical witchy stuff. 
Yeah. On the website. Give you magical supplies and it helps us out. Same thing with the readings, which, oh, and we are doing, uh, if you guys have not found mm -hmm. us yet on YouTube, we have witchy talk and card pulls on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so you can check us out, join us live, get a card pull, have some witchy talk with us. And um, we do, uh, I do uh, card pulls and readings on Mondays live on YouTube at 1230 Eastern time as well. So if you guys want to yeah. free reading, you can, also, say hi. You, can also, you can also see that <laughs> on our uh, Facebook group page, the Witch Source Society. Oh, so yeah. Really, yeah. Head over there. You know, you see all the announcements, you know, no, it's going when on. it's going to happen. Yeah. So, all right, you guys, I think uh, I hit all the plugs like I'm supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> so thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we would love to hear from you. So reach out, send an email. I like getting them. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> all right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.